0: first off, I want to, I, I want to point out one more time how awesome you guys are, because not only, not only did we uh, do the best we could and, and bring up some needs, uh, some supplies for the needs over in the areas of the flood waters, but also there were, uh, some really hardworking folks and some prayer warriors for the Kyle family, uh, yesterday as well. So, uh pretty happy to be a part of what God's doing here and watching what the Lord's doing in in our church. So let's all continue to pursue the Lord in that way and continue to lift each other up in prayer. Uh, And he'll have his way with us if we allow it. Uh, We looked at uh, uh, some some words of wisdom from Proverbs last week talking about wisdom and folly and the difference and the call in the world that would one ring louder than the other, but one be more valuable than the other, and that we would have to make a choice to decide to answer the call of wisdom or to answer the call of folly, and I think I tried to make the point that we should find wisdom in the Lord, and if we ask the Lord, he will provide wisdom in plenty, right? So just kind of keep that note as we go into Proverbs chapter 18 this morning. I'm gonna work backwards a little bit and then I'm gonna go back to the end of of Proverbs 18 as we uh, discover a few pieces, nuggets of wisdom together. While you're looking for Proverbs chapter 18, I wanna read uh, this to you. Uh, How many of y'all look at the internet from time to time? (laughs) How many of y'all know that not everything on the internet is true? I hope everybody raise their hand, because if anybody here thinks that everything is absolutely true that's on the Internet, we, we want to talk. We want to have some conversation. I'm not saying that you shouldn't look at the Internet. I'm saying that be aware that not everything is true. Not everything is good. And some of it has intent to destroy. Right? So just be aware. Be aware that not everything on the Internet is where we find truth. In contrast to that, everything in this Bible is true, and it's absolute truth doesn't matter if we understand it or not it's true right i can i can I like that all i got to do is work hard to get with the Lord so he can explain it to me along the way as far as the internet goes it's like have you ever have you ever went and searched for something i'm about to tell on myself I think have you ever went to search for something and like 35 minutes later you've looked at 700 other different websites about things that you're interested in but have nothing to do with what you started looking for to start with and you can't even remember what you got on here for? <laughs> because information is screaming out and getting your attention and you're just like ooh let me look at this race car let me, ooh let me look at that barbecue over here the next thing you know I'm looking at shoes <laughs> on the internet Informa- there's so much information y'all in the world there's so many people screaming for your attention and the reality is is sometimes we, we're those people. I mean, if we're making disciples, we are kind of supposed to be those people, aren't we? Supposed to go into the world and say, hey, look at us. We know the Lord, and we want you to come and join us in seeking him because it would help you, and you would be valuable to what we do. So we're really we're one of those standing up saying, hey, look at us, look at us. And really, hopefully, we're saying, look at the Lord, right? That's really what we're trying to do. Let me read this to you really quickly because you guys know that news media and social media and all that information, much of it is harmful because much of it is intentionally designed to mislead. Not all of it, much of it. A man was walking through the zoo when he saw a little girl leaning into the lion's cage. Suddenly, the lion grabbed her by the cuff and her, of her jacket and tried to pull her aside. Or excuse me, inside and devour her right in front of her screaming parents. The man ran to the cage and hit the lion square on the nose with a powerful punch. Whimpering from the pain, the lion jumped back and let go of the girl while the man returned her to her terrified parents. A reporter saw the whole scene and said to the rescuer, Sir, this was the most gallant and brave thing I saw a man do in my whole life. Why, it was nothing, said the man. Really, the lion was behind bars, and I uh, just acted as I felt was right. Well, I noticed a Bible in, uh, in your pocket. Are you a Republican, asked the journalist. Well, yes, I am, and I'm a Christian as well. And I'm on my way to Bible study, said the man. Well, I'll make sure this won't go unnoticed. I'm a journalist, and tomorrow's paper will have this on the front page. The following morning, the man bought the paper and to see if indeed uh, it brought news, uh, the, the front page news uh, uh, the, of his actions on the front front page. Excuse me. Here's the here's what the, the here's what the headline said: Right-wing Republican Christian fundamentalist assaults African immigrant and steals his lunch. I don't, know if it's, I don't think this is a true story. I don't know if it is or not. I didn't make it up, but there was a similar story to this not too long ago about a gorilla and a child that fell into his arena and the gorilla had to be, uh, uh, what's the word? They had to kill the gorilla. Try to be nice, y'all. And people got upset about that. They got upset about that because of their perspective because of their perceptions, because of the information that was given or not given, because of the way it was given. So, is it the fault of the information giver, or is it the fault of the information receiver? Right, or both? As we think about that, let's read just uh, one one verse, verse uh, seventeen. Of Proverbs chapter 18. The first to present his case seems right till another comes forward and questions him. How many of y'all have ever heard that there are two at least two sides to every story? I hope y'all have heard that because that's kind of true. It's not really kind of true it is true. Whatever the story is now that's not You know what that does the tree when a tree falls in the forest nobody's around doesn't make any noise. You've heard that before, and we can have a big argument about that if you want to, but nobody's there to witness whether it made noise or not. So is there two sides to that story or not? I don't know what that has to do with my sermon, but it's just a thought. (laughs) What I'm saying is when people come to you with information, are we the type of people who will take that information, have a reaction to it, form an opinion, and then go into the world and redistribute said information and Is that the wise thing to do? Is that the wisest thing to do i don 't know how many, i don 't know how many news articles and news videos uh, i don 't know how many blog posts, facebook posts social media posts that I personally have seen that involve a photo or uh, uh, some, quoting somebody's statement that is only partial and has is nowhere near being accurate to what had happened. And the whole world gets turned upside down in anger over that statement that is totally false. Sometimes that's done unintentionally and sometimes it's done intentionally because it, it's useful for an agenda You notice it says the first to present his case seems right. If no one's there to argue, then it seems like right information. If everybody in the world was blind except for me, and I said to y'all, hey, the sky's red today, you have no way to tell if I'm telling the truth or not. Because there's no other side to the story. There's no other information. The first to present his case seems right until another comes forward to question him. I think as believers as men and women of God saved by the blood of Christ we 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 owe it to who we are in Christ to pray about every bit of information we receive as to whether or not it is useful information is it, it is information that is helpful for the work of the kingdom or for what we would do for the lord or for anyone else it, would it be destructive? Is it true? Is it silliness? Is it gossip? Does it build up, as was mentioned a moment ago in the communion meditation? Are we encouraging with that information? You know, we we've been taught in the scripture to go into the world but not be of the world, and I think one of the one of the One of the biggest problems that society has today is we don't even read the articles anymore. We just read the headline and go with it. And we make up our own story. And we have our own reactions. And we get deeply involved in arguments with other people because we stand firm in what we believe about that headline that we read without knowing the details. And I'm using we in a general sense of people in the world, by the way. You and the Lord know where you stand. I know where I stand. Me and the Lord work on things. So so the first to present this case, uh, basically, I'm reading in in this scripture, I'm reading the believer who trusts God and is walking with the Spirit is not a hasty person. We don't just get information and then run off and do something with it. We pray about it. You know where I find, and I'm just gonna confess this to y'all because I know it's true and I can't hide it. Where I find the most uh, problematic source that I get bad or wrong information is from self. My mind and my opinions, usually when they're in reaction to something I've heard or experienced, initially they, they have to be evaluated. Because I'm just like anybody else. I have opinions and I have thoughts. I have reactions. And sometimes what I perceive isn't really the way it is. Sometimes what we perceive as Christians isn't really the way it is. You know, we can sit back and look at the world and and the social things that go on around the world and all of the resources that we have and we can be up in the up in arms about how people are uh, manipulating information to make things worse or to cause fights or to divide people and I believe it's true but I think also the church sometimes we fall into the trap of participating in that sometimes I don't know that we may I don't know that we're always aware that we're doing that but we participate If we're not building up and we're not encouraging, then maybe it's not of God. Might might want to think about that. This might be be some quick information today, y'all. Go to verse 13. Let's, Let's pick up another nugget of wisdom. He who answers before listening, that is his folly and his shame. That would be a good place to say amen. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that you delayed the amen because you're trying not to answer before listening. <laughs> right? It's hard, isn't it, y'all? I mean, we're living in a world where life is happening so fast and information is coming, and we're just, sometimes we're just reacting to it all. But that's not who God has called us to be. God has called us to be in step with the Holy Spirit, not in step with the world. Not in step with self and only self, but in step with what the Spirit of God is doing. Let's let the Spirit of God react to the information that's coming in. Let's let, let's let the Spirit of God help us discern what is true and what's not true, what's wise and what's not wise. What's right and what's wrong. If we're going to seek the Lord and say, Lord, I want wisdom. Show me what wisdom is. Help me gain more wisdom. And we trust that he'll answer that prayer and be faithful and give it to us in plenty. We have to be quiet and listen. We have to pay attention. I don't, I don't know how many Bible studies over the years I've been in where... Uh, and it's not, every, it's not very often it happens, but it's happened quite a bit where the, uh, there's a person... Uh, who's in the Bible study and no one else talks because that person talks all the time. And it's not wrong that that person has something to say but they're not understanding that they're not not listening either. And you can't learn if you don't listen sometimes. You have to listen to gain wisdom. And sometimes because, you know, the Lord, the Spirit of God lives in all the believers. And maybe somebody else's thought might bring some wisdom into your heart via the Holy Spirit in their heart. Let's, not, let's try not to be those people. Here's, here's, here's what I think is the most fruitless waste of time in existence in society right now. Having arguments on Facebook with people you don't know about things that have nothing to do with your life. Isn't that, isn't that silly? That's foolish, I think. Because not only are you being destructive and speaking destructive words into someone else's life, but you're not encouraging them either. And you're being dragged into a a dark hole of folly, basically. I refuse to have arguments on Facebook or any other social media or email. I don't even want to have arguments in person. Sometimes you can't, afford, you can't avoid that kind of stuff. But sometimes, I'll give you, I'll give you the last time this happened to me. This, this, whole, this is just a, a personal thought of mine. Don't get mad at me. But somehow the word adult became a verb over the last five or six years. And that young people say we're adulting today. Well, I'm an adult. It's not something I do. It's what I am now. Right, So I, I had this argument with a young person on the, on the, on the social media, and I was saying, it's, a, it's not a verb, we don't do it, it's who we are, and then that person proceeded for two days to lay into me about how us old people need to adjust our thinking and all that kind of nonsense. And it was silly, and it was a waste of time, because who cares? Who cares about that word? <laughs> right? It's a silly example, but it was... stressful situation because I didn't know that young girl. She didn't know me. She just got offended by my thoughts. Which I didn't really have to share. I was out of line for sharing it to start with. It wasn't doing nobody no good. So why did I do it? Make sense? He who answers before listening, that's his downfall. There, There are people in this world that We'll never let another person finish a sentence because they're assuming that what they're saying they already know. You start a sentence and they assume that they know what they're talking about, so they, they they're so eager to react to the information they don't even let the information fully get to them. Therefore they're not listening. I wonder what I wonder <coughs> excuse me, I wonder how often does that happen to us when we're speaking with the Lord in our prayer time. You ever thought about that? You ever thought about that you're standing you're before the Lord on your knees or in your prayer closet or driving down however it is you're spending time talking to God, have you ever thought about those moments when God's just kind of like there waiting for you to stop talking so he can communicate with you in some way? I think it happens. Um, I hope it doesn't happen all the time, because if we don't listen, we won't have wisdom. We always go to God and we say, what do we do, what do we do, or how do I make this happen, or where are you, or whatever the questions are, but we don't stop to hear the answer. And that's our downfall. Because at some point we're going to get frustrated because God's not hearing me, or God's not answering, or maybe God doesn't care about me anymore. Because God's not responding. And it's your downfall. This Bible uses the word shame. Why would it use the word shame? What is shame? What is related to shame? Where does it come from? What's it connected to? I have to connect shame to sin. Right? Because guilt is what produces shame. Right? So it has to be that if we're not listening and we're always reacting without thought or prayer or or, or consideration, maybe at some point it becomes a sinful thing. At some point it's a disgrace to who we claim we might be in Christ. Maybe someone just needs you to listen without your opinion or your reaction. Sometimes. I'm not saying your opinion's always wrong. I'm just saying sometimes maybe just somebody wants to be heard. Right? Everybody wants to be heard from time to time. It's nice. Wisdom, in verse 17, that we read previously, it doesn't trust the first report. And in verse 13, it shows us that it doesn't trust the initial assumption. Because that's what you do. That's what happens when you respond without listening or thinking or praying or considering. You're just making an assumption about what the person is saying and what they mean and what it's about. You're just making an assumption. I think that's how come we get our feelings hurt so easy these days, because we make too many assumptions too quickly. And I mean our, I can't blame that all on young people because they're not the only ones. I don't know how many times I've been uh, offended or had my feelings pricked because of my own assumptions. Right, it happens. The Lord help us. We get better. There was a lady and a, a young lady and a young man who moved into a, a an apartment in a large city where they could look out the window and admire the great view of other people's apartments. <laughs> because that's the way it is in larger cities. You live around people like that. And the lady would notice that another lady across the way would hang her clothes off of the balcony to, uh, I guess, dry them after she had cleaned them. And she just kind of one day noticed uh, uh, that the clothes were out there, and she noticed and said to her husband, while they were drinking their morning coffee, she said, that lady over there, she must not know how to do laundry, because her clothes are always dirty when they hang out. They've still got dirt on them or something. She just kind of, it wasn't like she was mad about it or anything. She just kind of noticed it. She probably don't know how to do laundry very well. And then time went on, and every great now and then she would say the same thing whenever she would see the clothes out there. Like she still had not learned how to do laundry. Until one day she got up, made her coffee, sat down at the breakfast table, and noticed that the clothes were clean. She looked out there, and the clothes were clean. She said to her husband, she was like, Wow, that lady finally learned how to clean clothes. And the husband looked at her and said, well, I cleaned the window this morning. (laughs) Folly and shame, y'all. Right? that's That's the toothpick in your brother's eye and the pine tree in your eye is what that is. Isn't it easy to jump to conclusions about things and about people? I think it's easy to jump to conclusions about your own self. I think sometimes we're too hard on ourselves because we don't have all the information. God says, I am who I am, and he says he sees me this way, and I'm worth dying for. But if you ask me from time to time, I'm going to tell you I'm not worth dying for, and I'm not as great as God says that I am. But guess what? I'm wrong about that. I'm wrong about that because the Word of God tells me I'm wrong about that. And it doesn't matter how I feel about myself or, or, or my own opinion about myself. What matters is the truth because God sees things that I don't see. And sometimes my windows need to be cleaned. Right? And I think the same is true when we look at one another even in the church and out in our communities and in our families. We sometimes come to conclusions about each other that are not accurate because we're not taking time to listen and our opinions are just flying out like, (laughs) I don't know what, they're just coming out, like there's no control over it. It's just, okay, we're living in a world where everybody shares their opinion and then we just figure out what's right after that. Wisdom doesn't trust the initial assumption about the information. Go to verse 2, please. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing his own opinions. Raise your hand if you want to be a fool. Nobody's raising their hand. Nobody wants to be a fool. However,. There have been plenty of television shows that will pay people a lot of money to voluntarily be a fool. I'm not even going to name any of them because you know which ones they are. And here's why they get paid so much money: because everybody wants to watch people be a fool. <laughs> things that you things that you would never like. Sometimes I wonder people get on some of these programs that are paying people a lot of money to go do foolish things because it's entertaining to other people and i wonder i wonder if that person's mama is watching this show right now and watching their child act like a fool i don't know you know the lord watches us every day if we're living our lives in verse 2 the Lord sees it. We don't find any pleasure in understanding if we're being fools. We don't care about the truth. We don't even want to know what's going on. We just want people to hear what we got to say about it. You know, um, some, of, some of the social uh, friction that's going on in the world today is because there are people in the world that believe that because they have an opinion, then that, that, that opinion is just truth now. Because that's what I think. That's what's true. And if you don't respect that truth, that false truth, sometimes, then you're a horrible person, and you're intolerant. Because you don't you don't respect what they believe is true, and they only believe is true because that's what their opinion is. That's what they think. I don't. I, you guys aren't great people because I think you're great people. You're great people because you love the Lord. You're great people because you're saved by the blood of Christ, and the Lord's leading you to do great things. And you know it's not just for you, it's for God. You're great people because God says you're great people, not because I think you're great people. And if I, and, if I, and this isn't true, this is not true, it's not true, this is not true, if I thought that you weren't great people, it would still be true that you are great people, because that's what God says is true. See, my my opinion about the matter doesn't, 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 it's not even involved when it comes to what is right and what is wrong or what is true or what is not true or what is wise and what is folly. We're looking for wisdom, y'all. We're looking to not participate in the ways of the world. And the only way to not participate in the ways of the world is to not act like the world. Not participate in the Slinging of opinions like weapons toward each other. But here's what I think about that. Well, here's what I think about that. Verse 3 says, When wickedness comes, so does contempt, and when sh- with shame comes disgrace. The words, verse 4, The words of a man's mouth are deep waters, but the fountain of wisdom is a bubbling brook. My desire for myself and for every other believer in this world is that God would have his way when it comes to sharing wisdom and bringing wisdom into this world. I would love for nothing more, nothing less than for God to use me to bring his wisdom into the life of other people. Not for me, but for him. I don't want to live in shame. I don't want to be in contempt of God's word. Being in contempt of God's word is being an enemy of God. Wouldn't you agree with that? You can't be in the family of God and be a friend of God and be uh, saved by the blood of Christ and say you're part of the kingdom of God and be in contempt of what the authority of God is. Being in contempt means you're against it. And when we slide away from the truth and we start living in our own opinions and our own minds and our own truths and we start living in ways of folly, shame and disgrace follows. Somebody, somebody's going to hear this online or maybe even in this room and they're going to say, well, I don't believe that preacher. Okay. You don't have to believe it. I wish you would, but you don't have to. Here's, what I want you to. here's what I want you to see in verse 4. I hope you see this. The words of a man's mouth are deep. The fountain of wisdom is a bubbling brook. Why why are these words chosen? Why, Why is it written in this way? When we compare these two types of waters, what can we know? Deep waters can be dangerous waters. Because you can't stand, you can only survive for a little while without some kind of floating device. Deep waters have unknowns deep waters can be very dangerous a a bubbling brook is a peaceful place it's moving water gently rolling it's a fountain of wisdom right I remember a place when we were growing up uh, on uh, the northern part of the city of Indianapolis there was a, a natural spring of water that was just coming out of the side of the ground there and uh, the town there put a little pipe going in there so that people could bring their jugs and fill up that natural spring water because it was it tasted really good. It was clean, it was the cleanest <laughs> water you could find anywhere. So everybody would stop in there and just fill up their jugs and take them home. It was just slowly coming out of the side of the hill there and it probably still is to this day. And it was no rush. It wasn't dangerous to go get it. It was just there. But you get out on the ocean well, I've done that one a couple times, fishing. And you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person, I like to kinda see the, I kinda like to see the shore a little bit, <laughs> you know? I don't wanna like lose track of land because it's like you might drift off and be lost. And if you just got this whatever craft you're in, that's it. I can only swim for so long before I'm in danger. The words of a man's mouth we have, we have so many words we can use and choose from. We have so, many, so much vocabulary, most of us, some people only have a few words, not because they're uh, uneducated, but because they choose to only use a few words. In other words, we can say all the words we want to say, but if they're not words that are from God, wisdom words, then they're dangerous. Does that make sense? They're dangerous words. And that's not wisdom. Wisdom does not love opinionation, opinionation, opinionating. Finally, let's look at this. Let's look at this right here. Verse 21. This this will agree with James when he writes about the tongue. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I think, I think in today's world, and and I might be mistaken, I might, it might be have been this way for since the beginning of time, but I think in today's world, thought has become an unnecessary thing. We're just not thinking about anything anymore. We're in the habit of reacting to everything. Think about, think about how you get on your social media if you do social media. People, you, can, you can go around the community and you can watch older people, younger people, and everybody in between. That's all they're doing. They're, they're, they're not even stopping to read stuff. They are just keep on scrolling through because they're looking for that one thing that catches their attention that they can have a reaction to. Oh, what was that? And it only takes them a matter of seconds to hit a like button or a share button and type in a little, I don't think this is right, and move on to the next opinion that they're going to have. We're not gathering information to become wise. We're gathering information to keep up with society and their opinionating goals. Here's the thing. People are not going to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus as Lord and Savior if they can't stop and understand what it means. If they can't gather the information in a way that causes them to think about it, let the Lord have his way in their heart, and then react to it. It's the reason why people run away from the gospel a lot, because it requires them to stop being foolish and really seriously consider. I don't mean that in a harsh way toward anybody. Right? Because the reaction is, This is going to be painful, so I don't want to do it. No, thank you. When it comes to the gospel. Right? Because I think somebody mentioned this morning in our Bible study earlier this morning that nobody likes to be told what to do, or nobody likes to be told to stop doing something. I'm not even going to ask you to say amen to that one. So, the gospel message is stop being an enemy of God. Because he loves you and he doesn't want you to be his enemy. And he's provided a way. That's the gospel message. And it can't just be a, a drive-by gospel sermon in people's lives. You can't just run by and say, hey, Jesus loves you and keep right on going and expect them to have the, a the proper understanding and the proper reaction to that. Because they're, they're probably going to give you the same reaction that you gave when you presented it. If it's just a quick, hey, Jesus loves you, and you walk off, they're going to say, okay, well, thanks, and that's it. That's the end of it. Just as much as we need to take time to listen to information, we need to take time in sharing the information. Choose the right words. Ask God for the wise words. The babbling brook will present the gospel better than the deep waters. I have... uh, Tried to discipline myself as a believer and as a preacher to really think about everything that I say and everything that I hear. Especially when people will come to me with problems or decisions that they have to make or questions about scripture or maybe they want some advice or some something. And I have to think about what I say to people. I have to think about my answers. I also I, have to think about what 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 might be going on in that person's life that causes them to say whatever it is they're going to say. Many times people get mad at the preacher at churches. Sometimes they have a right to be mad and other times they're just mad because there's something else going on in their life that nobody really knows about. And it just comes out that way. So we're, we're, we have this we have this need to redirect our stress right and a lot of times it's because what we know the problem is we don't really want to deal with because we don't know how to deal with it so we have to be mad about something else or we have to be we have to point that stress or that anger at something else and then we become opinionated people and the words that come out of us have nothing to do with what's real and what's right and we find ourselves in folly and ultimately find ourselves living in guilt and shame because the words that come out of us are not wise words however those of us who are uh, continuing to pursue wisdom those of us who are continuing to pursue the understanding of how God wants us to live and the keeping in step with the Spirit there's two good news, pieces of good news. One, wisdom is still available. And two, God is faithful and forgiving. <laughs> right? Thank the Lord for that. Raise, I'm not even going to say raise your hand. Think about times when you have been the person who have said something you shouldn't have said and then later realize, you know what? That was bad. That was wrong. I pray, as I finish today, I pray that we would be the people that would go into the world, in this world, that's full of strife, full of arguments, full of ugliness, full of really hate toward one another, and be the example. Show the world what it means to use wise words, to use words that love, to say things, even if it's contradicting our own opinion that would be helpful in building up. That's, I think that's what we're called to do. I think that's what it means to go into the world and make disciples. Be different than what's going on in our world. Can you imagine when Jesus was arrested and they wrapped him up and his, bound his arms and carried him at night illegally before some kind of illegal court to convict him of things that he wasn't guilty for, and they would instruct other people to punch him in the face and beat him, spit on him. Can you imagine? Can can you imagine yourself in that situation and the opinions that would have come out of your mouth about that if it were you? the thoughts that would come to mind the desire to lash out and defend yourself because you're being offended in that way i'm not saying we don't get offended in this world i'm just saying the lord would have us react to it differently right to honor god is what jesus died for and i can't imagine i can't imagine i I pictured jesus being assaulted in a real and a harsh way and the Bible that I read says that he just stood there and and said nothing did nothing and I have to look at myself and say okay well how do I react when I'm assaulted when someone says something bad about me when someone does something I don't like how do I react? What do I say? Do I let my mouth become an instrument that dishonors God? Or is there wisdom somewhere in here that the Spirit of God can draw from and God's blessings can be part of my life and someone else's life? Right? That's, I mean, that's, that's what I see in Proverbs 18, just a little bit. You Notice the, opinion, the opinions aren't wrong. It's what we do with them. That's what, that's what can get out of line. It's a battle of the opinions. <laughs> I like barbecue. Some of y'all don't. Okay. We can still be brothers and sisters in Christ. <laughs> I, don't, I do not like tofu, y'all, just so you know. Some of y'all might. It's not the end of the world. Right? I love you and the Lord loves you. And I hope we can continue to pursue wisdom together. Not only for ourselves, but we can encourage others that aren't here, that don't come to church, people in our community. We've we got to pull them out of this nonsense. We've got to pull the world out of this nonsense. It's this so destructive. We've got to help. We have to be the ones to be different. So I'll pray about that, and then we'll sing together. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for the day, and I thank you for these words. Help us, Lord, to listen more be silent more, not only to you, but to each other. Help us to consider things more in a deeper way. Help us to come to you in your spirit, in your word, compare everything to you and your word, so that we would know what's right and what's wrong, so that our opinion would be pushed aside and your truth would live in us, and that we would go into the world and make a difference in this world as far as the understanding of right and wrong. Loving people when they're hard to love. Help us not to be those who are hard to love. Help us not to be those who engage in the nonsense and the folly and the wickedness that goes on around us. Help us be your hands and feet in this world. We seek your wisdom, Lord, and we ask for your wisdom. We ask your your faithfulness and we trust you, Lord. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. We're gonna stand and sing, and if you've got a decision to make for the Lord, now's the time to do it.